This podcast may contain scary, disturbing, or disgusting content. You have been warned. Hello everyone, we're Bark Studios, and this week we're proud to present the contain- wait, what? Hold on, surely that isn't the object class. Well, I guess it is. We're proud to present the contained class object, SCP-5999. This is where I died. Okay, so I just noticed as I was working on getting this episode finalized to publish, well, set for publishing time, that the description of SCP-040 actually lists it as SCP-140, which I'm not sure what that is, but anyway, I fixed that just in case any of you thought I had titled the video wrong and just went with it. No, I typed the thing wrong, so I fixed that. Yeah, that's about it. I don't know why I'm including this, but oh well. Before we start, I just wanted to say this podcast episode took, like, forever on account of SCP-5999's page, making about as much sense as if Charles Dickens and William Shakespeare had a baby who grew up around one person speaking gibberish and the other parent switching languages every one minute. So if you could give us a good rating on Apple Podcasts, assuming you have that, it would be greatly appreciated. Oh, I also fixed the voice message link. I know no one listening cares, but I care. I care because apparently it didn't work and I put a weird link on there that did stuff. SCP-5999 is the scattered corpse of Jacqueline Holcroft. It may also refer to a town, but we'll get into that later. SCP-5999's anomalous effects began to manifest after Miss Holcroft's assault and murder on the 6th of June, 2006. According to the document, it is believed that SCP-5999 may be neutralized if the body is laid to rest. People who are either near parts of SCP-5999 or are somewhat linked to her death experience several anomalous effects, including a disheveled and nude woman with deep cuts all over her body corresponding to the wounds that Miss Holcroft received from her killing. It will appear normally holding its stomach in the subject's peripheral vision, disappearing when the subject attempts to look directly at it. Subjects will also hear moaning and whispering, in addition to a few subjects hearing begging and pleading, with even them being called by name. In six instances, subjects have also heard a song they haven't recognized, sung to the tune of Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. Occasionally, subjects will also smell the scent of amniotic fluid. The effects of SCP-5999 will continue until the subject's death, and at the six-month mark from exposure will include, but are not limited to, finding body parts such as teeth, fingers, eyes, and hair in random positions in places like in their food or in drawers. They will disappear when the subject looks away. The aforementioned woman will appear in all photos or videos the subject is in usually in the distance or obscured. In addition to the normal wounds on the woman, there's also a cut from the chest to the private part area. Fear of the chain's weakening is commonly reported, and that's a reoccurring theme among a lot of things in this article, but I have no clue what it means about literally anything. Many subjects will also report frequent sleep paralysis, 
with creatures mutilating their bodies, and then after they regain control, feeling a searing pain in their gut as if a vital part of themselves had been removed, according to their words, not the Foundation's. In an addendum, the SCP Foundation has tracked down all of the bones and buried them at a funeral in SCP-5999's family plot. When the funeral service ended, all of the guests were disemboweled spontaneously. Since then, subjects who are alive and still experiencing the effects of SCP-5999 have stopped experiencing any effects, though one-sixth of those who were under the effects and have reproduced have reported a child missing. None of the missing children have been recovered. The Foundation has developed a containment plan using Procedure Sevenfold. Seven civilians are to be brought to a place called Albright Manor on October 30th of every year, following biological analysis three weeks beforehand. All of them must be sedated at a time to allow them to wake up at around midnight on October 31st, or Halloween. The procedure should hopefully run its course before sunrise. The manor has been fitted with ways to seal every entrance slash exit and surveillance to monitor the entire house. The cameras can be viewed from an off-site office, which is to be staffed by a containment specialist in 2D class to replace the specialist if need be. If any personnel in the outpost are still alive after the night is over, they will be terminated using sarin compounds being administered to the air of the outpost. Not sure what those are, but I'll look it up and put it in some other odd episode. Janitors are to be sent in to clean up the bodies of the victims in both the outpost and the manor. If complications arise, the bodies are to be considered property of the manor and are not to be touched. Successfully retrieved corpses are to be incinerated with the personnel operating the incinerator given noise-canceling headphones. The article specifically warns about services that have the phrase, This is where I died, written on them. The previously mentioned burial has had no effect on the presence of anomalous activity at Albright Manor. The following is my best attempt to summarize a log from an exploration done by Mobile Task Force Epsilon 5 Pentacle into the town around SCP-5999. The camera activates from the head cam of Joy Bates, hereafter referred to as Echo, inside of a Humvee driving towards Albright Manor. After around two minutes, the vehicle is stopped and Bravo keeps the engine idle while the others get out before shutting it off and getting out too. Echo looks around, but very little can be seen aside from a black sedan north of the Humvee. They all draw weapons while Charlie sets up imaging devices. Delta complains about the silence, to which she receives teasing from Bravo. Alpha shushes them. Echo is then sent to investigate the wrecked sedan, and her hand can be seen crossing the camera feed as she murmurs a prayer before approaching the vehicle. The vehicle is still running, and a country song is audible. The car is missing its roof and has suffered damage to its rear. A now-deflated airbag is seen as she continues walking closer and the music becomes clearer. The radio suddenly falls silent as Echo makes it to the vehicle. The article then randomly declares that Charlie has been noticed missing, to which Echo alerts the others, causing panic slash alarm. In the feed, though Echo doesn't notice, a quasi-humanoid can be seen crouching 
near the Humvee before skittering out of sight. Alpha calls it for order in the team as they travel further into town. They move single file with Delta leading and Echo guarding the rear. As they cut down an alleyway, a low trumpet sound is heard. As the team continues, they pass a barber shop that has shattered windows and a burning building Delta and Bravo say is a pizza place, being res native residents of the town. They are the guides of the group. The group continues as Echo notices a distinct lack of bodies before Alpha silences them. A quiet bleeding can be heard in the distance and the group heads for it. Finding a lamb with the number five painted on its fleece in blue paint. Upon sight of them, it gets up and tries to flee, but collapses, and dried blood can be seen where it had been previously lying. Delta approaches it to try and tend to it, while Bravo mocks her. She discovers that the lamb has had metal objects lodged into each of its hind hooves, causing immense pain. Delta can be seen comforting the lamb as Echo pans around with her rifle at the ready. Delta asks Alpha if they should put the lamb out of its misery, but at the suggestion of this, the lamb's neck and head immediately start convulsing violently. Delta doesn't immediately notice this, but starts scooting back quickly out across the lawn after being alerted by Bravo. Alpha fires on the creature, severely damaging its midsection and spilling its guts out. Despite taking this damage, the lamb seems unfazed and starts to scream in a human sound. As Delta gets up, she screams and falls into Bravo. Upon inspection by Echo, metal objects have risen out of the ground, impaling both of Delta's feet and sticking them into it, the ground. Each has a round top, to, preventing the team from simply pulling Delta's feet off the top of them. Echo and Bravo immediately attempt to pry the objects out of out as Alpha unloads a constant stream of bullets into the creature as its screams continue to grow louder. Similar screams can be heard all, from all around as Bravo uses its free hand to draw his sidearm and flail it around. Echo looks up and can see the lamb is now a mangled bloody husk. It rears up as leathery wings unfurl from it. The creature's hind legs can be seen to have sunk into the earth. Delta is slowly being dragged further and further into the ground while, be, while pleading for help from the other team members. The beast takes flight and pulls against the metal objects, visibly stretching its legs. The team continues to struggle, and in the process, Echo, the tip of Echo's index finger is uh, cut off. Delta is eventually pulled fully under the ground, and at the same time, the creature pulls the objects out of the earth along with the now nude corpse of Delta which it slams into a telephone pole to dislodge it from itself it, which, to which it sticks. Bravo attempts multiple times to retrieve his sibling's corpse against the order of Alpha but gives up after several failed attempts to struggle to, to scale the pole. The three proceed to run down another street all the while hearing screaming, cackling, and bleeding. They find a set of corpses inside of a building, and Bravo pours enough water on the back of the newest one to reveal their team insignia, meaning that this is the corpse of Charlie, and the perfectly cut words, this is where I died, in their back. As they turn to leave, a thorny vine comes down and grabs Bravo. He struggles to free himself, but it drags him writhing up and out of sight, 
Screams and cracks can be heard before all goes silent and a low bellowing of trumpets can be heard. The two continue down the street when Alpha stops going suddenly and seemingly goes mad, screaming and draws his gun. Echo begs Alpha to compose himself and keep going, but he doesn't listen, and then she threatens to leave him there to no avail. Echo runs away, and soon after trumpets sound, she enters a cemetery and then a mausoleum where she sees Alpha crucified. She runs out as screaming as light pours out of Alpha's eyes and mouth. She runs into a strange creature that devours her as the camera falls off her helmet. So in the end, the entirety of MTF Epsilon 5 was killed. I'm not sure how they got the recording from Agent Bates' camera. Okay, everyone, I've got a level with you. I just can't get this episode done in time to release. Yes, I know it's shorter than SCP-5000, but I don't know why. I just can't get myself to finish this. Again, I'm not sure why. The motivation to read it there, it's a really interesting article. I just... It's so hard to get myself to write this script. I'm not entirely sure why. Anyway, I'll make a part two within this season, but it'll probably be late July at the earliest because I've already scheduled everything up to that. Yes, I have a schedule. Anyway, um, I am recording this at some unknown time. I don't know. But I'm typing this script up the Monday before it comes out, actually. I am typing, and I'm recording this, actually, the day after I read it, wrote it, if I remember correctly. But yeah, anyway, I'm rambling, so uh, to the outro. And like I said, there will be a part two, so... We hope you enjoyed this episode. This week's SCP was a, uh, an entry into the SCP-5000 contest by the users Shaggy Dreadlocks, Modern Erasmus, Wodenaz, The Sherm, and Volgan Strife. Be sure to check out The Rubber, Dr. Bob, SCP Explained, Detective Void, and the Exploring series on YouTube. All information is from the SCP universe and is licensed under the CCBYSA 3.0 license. Please share the episode if you enjoyed it and give us a good review on Apple Podcasts or send us a voice message. You can also submit SCPs for us to cover via the link in the description. See ya!